Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio. And this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on the Land of Business Radio, we have Rachel Simon with Connect the Dots Digital. Welcome. Hi, Lee. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to be talking to you. I think what you do is so important for business people, and I am sure we're going to learn a lot. But before we get too far into things, tell everybody a little bit about Connect the Dots Digital. How are you serving folks? Absolutely. So Connect the Dots Digital helps professionals to make sure that LinkedIn is working as an asset and not a liability. So what I mean by that is, For most of us, when we're looking to, we're going to meet with somebody, we're doing business development, we are going to a conference, people are looking at our LinkedIn profiles to get a sense of who we are. And we want to make sure that what they're seeing is going to help us and not hurt us. So when people come across incomplete, out-of-date profiles, where it isn't clear what somebody does, what their business is within a company when there's a real mismatch on branding across the board, that can be a challenge and perceived as a bit of a liability versus when it's really dialed in, it is a really powerful asset to help push your business goals and needs forward. Now, is it true or is this a hypothesis on your part that in doing business in today's world, that people are going to go onto LinkedIn to check you out. Like that's not something that is so much as a hypothesis nowadays. There's enough data to support that if anybody's making a business buying decision, at some level, they're going to check you out a little bit. And LinkedIn is one of the places they're going to look. Absolutely. I mean, even if you do a Google search, like if I search your name in Google, clearly Business Radio X is going to come up, but your LinkedIn profile is probably going to be one of the first within the first five results. So, you know, Google, all search engines are pulling LinkedIn into generally some of their top results for people. Now, if you have a name like me, that's pretty common. It might not be my specific profile, but your point is true where, yes, it is where people are going to go to find you or when they're searching you or your company, it's going to come up. Now, With that understanding that, okay, this is going to be one of the points that will come up when someone's searching for me, it's in my best interest to optimize my profile, right? Like this isn't something that's like, oh, yeah, you know, that would be great down the road. I'll do that. But this, there's no reason not to optimize my profile for the best possible result. First of all, it's free and there's no kind of cost to it. But secondly, like to your point, it could be, I don't want it to be a negative to me. I don't want to do anything that's harming the chances of doing business. I want to have as you know many positive you know, points to my name and my business as possible. So why would I neglect this? Correct. And I think, you know, what one thing that's happened over the last several years, it was starting to happen before COVID. And then the COVID years really exacerbated it is that LinkedIn shifted from the place you go when you need a job 
to the place that is a 24-7 networking event. So think about networking as the, the big umbrella and everything falls under that. So whether you are looking to use LinkedIn primarily, again, to find your next role, to do business development, to be recruiting talent for your organization, um, to be positioning yourself as an expert and thought leader, everything falls under that broad umbrella of networking. So we have to shift our mindset as to what the purpose of LinkedIn is. So when we think about it as a networking event, when you go to an in-person networking event, you're going to want to show up ready to talk to people, professional, prepared with your business cards, you know, about how you describe what you do, how you introduce yourself. And so we want to sort of take that same, uh, take that from the in-person online and really utilize LinkedIn from that perspective. So what, uh, do you mind sharing some advice, some maybe some low-hanging fruit for an sure. individual who hasn't really thought about LinkedIn in this kind of proactive manner and maybe just went through LinkedIn one day and go, yeah, I got to do LinkedIn, like I got to do all these other platforms and I'll just like knock it out in, in an hour. Can you share maybe some basic low-hanging fruit strategically to get the most bang for your buck? Yeah, so I'll give a, a few uh, high-level tips. So number one is you want to make that good first impression. And where we make that first impression primarily is through our photos and our headlines. So you want to make sure your profile photo is current and professional for LinkedIn. Now, you don't have to suit and tie for that photo, but it it shouldn't be uh, something that you would put on your Facebook profile. You know, a lot of times on Facebook, we'll put our profile photo with our kids, our dog, wearing sunglasses, whatever the case may be. So we want a professional looking photo where we're making eye contact with the camera, um, you know, kind of upper torso headshot. And to make sure that that photo is the settings are correct so that people outside your first degree network can see it. I, this happens all the time. People have their settings wrong. And so um, if their profile photo is set to be seen to first degree connections versus public so that if I'm not connected to you, I can't see your picture. So it looks like you don't have one. So your profile photo, your banner image, which is, which is the rectangle that sits behind your profile photo. And that should be, that is like a, a, a billboard. So when it's blank, it's reading your ad here. If you work for a company, it's great to make your marketing team happy, ask them for a branded banner image. They will love you. I promise. If you are a business owner, utilizing that space to promote your brand, your business, whatever it is that you do, but really taking advantage of that, um, that banner image and then your headline. Now this is one where people get um, a little kind of stuck because the default often is title and company. But these days, so many company names are unclear as far as what that company does. So the example I always like to say is, unless you're the CEO of Delta, which we, we know, we know what a CEO is and we know what Delta Airlines is. You need to really utilize that headline and, and make it more descriptive based on what is the value that you offer versus what's your title and your company. So there's a little creativity that can go into that. Um, and with your headline, the first 40 to 50 characters are the most important. So you want to front load your headline with those valuable words and phrases at the top. So that's really make that good first impression. Um, and that's going to 
definitely a help as far as the overall strategy is concerned. And then, you know, there's a lot of components to a profile. Um, there's a lot of components to understanding who you're connected to. And then as you get more and more into it, how do you start to create content and engage with people so that you're showing up in front of the people you want to be seen by? So what's your backstory? How did you become like a, you know, so proficient in optimizing LinkedIn? Uh, it's, I'll give you the short story. So um, I worked in uh, the nonprofit world here in Atlanta for 15 years. I did a combination of community outreach, event planning, and then I transitioned into marketing because I had a personal interest in social media. Um, and I started, uh, I launched the social media strategy for the nonprofit where I was working back in the beginning of like 20, 2010-ish when all the stuff was coming out. I did that for a couple of years. I went out on my own to do marketing consulting in 2015 and uh, had the opportunity to work with a client in the healthcare space here in Atlanta. And uh, they wanted to put in an email to connect with their CEO on LinkedIn. And so I took a peek at his profile just to do my due diligence. And the uh, CEO who had been in his industry for you know his whole career, 30 years, he had 12 connections like one, one, two connection. And so I politely shared my uh, recommendation that nobody's going to connect with him because he clearly doesn't use LinkedIn. Uh, so how about we help him build up his network, just get him to a more respectable number. So people would consider, yes, hitting that connect button. Um, and it started this whole strategy of at building his network, sharing content and, you know, fast forward a year later, that company secured eight uh, new clients simply through the CEO's LinkedIn strategy. And so I realized there was tremendous opportunity in that area and decided to focus my business solely on helping professionals to really leverage the value of LinkedIn. And here we are. So that was your first kind of hint of number one, uh, there's a need for this. Number two, that you have some skills that can really make a difference and have an impact in a business in a short period of time. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of it is um, getting the company, the individual to see the value. It's a, it's, it is a process. It is not a quick fix. Like there's no easy button for LinkedIn because you're investing time building relationships that will ultimately lead to business, right? So think about it as we want to position ourselves through our profile, be connected with the right people that are going to be strategic for what we're looking to achieve, create, uh, build those relationships through a combination of creating our own content, engaging with other people's content, utilizing the direct messaging in the right way and the goal really is then to take those online relationships offline. And that's where the real magic happens. But it's it's a process for sure. And uh, definitely a long game that's worth investing in. It's interesting you bring that up because a lot of people, especially on social media platforms, one of the attractions is that it's not in person. <laughs> that Everything happens, you know, on their phone or on their laptop. How important in the business setting is it to at some point create a, you know, an in real life relationship, whether it be in person in some manner, whether it's a, you know, a Zoom call or just some interaction where it's human to human and it isn't just kind of anonymous people, uh, you know, 
clicking buttons to each other. Yeah, I mean, it is, you know, we hear this all the time, right? In business, it's the no like and trust factor. Um, and so LinkedIn is just a tool. It's just another tool that we could use to build that no like and trust factor so that when you do request that Zoom call, like, you know, oh, hey, Lee, we've been engaging with each other's content for a while now. What do you think about jumping on a Zoom call or if the person's in your community meeting for coffee, you've already built that goodwill and that trust by engaging in a positive way back and forth. And so it's a lot easier for that person to say, sure, that sounds great versus what we see too often, which is you connect with somebody and you immediately get like pitched to death in the DMs with everything that person's like ever done professionally and hey let's jump on a call and you're like excuse me i don't know you who are you so that's the point of it it's worth the investment and taking the time to go slow and to build those relationships so that you will get that person to say sure let's jump on a zoom or sure i'd love to meet you for coffee yeah you were sharing advice earlier and that to me is one of the biggest uh don't do's is like oh you want to connect sure and then the next literally within seconds is uh, some pitch to buy my stuff and it, it yeah i, I can't Nobody tell you that. It, does that ever work i mean that that just is so um inelegant i mean so i've i've uh for the years have engaged some people who have pitched me and tried to engage them in a conversation because the reality is uh, most of those uh, interactions are done through automation tools that are like third-party tools, which technically break the LinkedIn terms of service. So when you use them, you're, you are putting your account at risk. And so that's what I've, war- I've told people that I'm like, I can tell you're using an automation tool, like just as an FYI, um, it can put your account at risk. And LinkedIn has actually been a little bit more strict about those recently. Um, and, this one person who was in the financial services industry, this was several years ago, kind of got, you know, back and we had a back and forth and he's like, well, I've closed blah, blah amount of business by with these messages. But what ends up happening to your question is, yes, they may close some deals, but if you're, if they send a hundred messages and they get one new client, that's great. But 99 people have a bad impression of that person. So you don't know in five years if that it's going to circle back around and, you know, maybe you do need those services at that point, but you're going to remember that like ugh, uh, in, back and forth that you had and maybe move on to somebody else who has a little bit of a better uh, way that they approach you. So I'm not a fan. I uh, generally will disconnect from people when I connect with them and they pitch me immediately because I'm not interested in that. Right. And the thing that they're not realizing is if you do swing back around, that message they sent you is part of the, the thread. So they're yep. going to see that you did that. I mean, you you can't hide from that anymore. Exactly. There it is. And you'll, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's the guy that right. so, sent me seven messages <laughs> exactly. in two weeks. <laughs> yep. So now let's talk a little bit about uh, this recent thing you were part of, the LinkedIn local event. Uh, what is that and uh, how'd you get involved? Uh, yeah, so we uh, we had this great event on uh, this, this past week called LinkedIn Local Atlanta. So the short story of LinkedIn Local is that, and I, I shared this at the event, um, kind of like an urban legend. So maybe seven, eight years ago, um, 
there was a woman in Australia who thought, hey, wouldn't it be fun to get together with my LinkedIn connections that are in my community um, so we can meet in person? And so she put a post up and on a whim before she published it, added the hashtag LinkedIn local. And some of her connections in other countries, I think somebody was in Canada, maybe someone was in um, England in the in London, saw that and thought, what a fun idea. I'm going to do that in my community. And so these LinkedIn local events kind of organically happened and they took off. And within like a year, 18 months, there were like hundreds of them all over the world. So several years ago, there were LinkedIn local events here in Atlanta. Um, and, you know, then COVID happened. And this was something, you know, again, I came from the event like world at, in the nonprofits that I worked in. So I had a lot of experience planning events. And I thought, God, I'd love to put one of those together. Like that's a personal goal of mine. Then COVID happened and nobody did anything. Um, and this year I was like, okay, this is the year. This is going to happen this year. I started doing some research on it and I actually came across um, some social media properties that were branded out for LinkedIn local Atlanta. Spent a lot of time trying to figure out who is the person behind those uh, platforms, you know, who had the, who are the admins on these pages, right? Because it's very hard to figure that out. And in the meantime, I had uh, tapped two of my LinkedIn uh friends here in that are local here in Atlanta to see if they would be interested in partnering with me on this, uh, which they both did. So I worked on this with um, one gentleman, Adam Marks, who's really connected in with the tech community uh, and another Philip Davis, who's a career coach and recruiter. So the three of us worked on all of this. We did manage to find the owner of those uh, social properties and they very kindly allowed us to take them over for them. And we put this really fun event together. Um, we did it at the Buckhead Club. And the intention really was take your online network and meet them in the real world. So we had uh, some networking. We had a great panel on sort of innovation trends and technology and AI. And uh, it was amazing. There were almost 100 people there. There was so much energy in the room, like people absolutely loved it. And uh, our hope is that it's the first of many for our community. And then, um, so what happened at the event? Was it um, kind of facilitated or was it kind of a free-for-all? Uh, yes. You know? So the first hour, so the, the event ran from 6 to 8.30. So from 6 to 7, it was basically just open networking. So people arrived. And what was amazing is at like 6.15, I'd say there were already 40, 50 people there. Like people were really ready for this. So people were arriving in that first hour. There was, you know, some food and drinks. Um, around seven, we started, we had about an hour program with a panel. So we had um, Phil Davis was our moderator. Adam Mark sat on the panel along with Allie Merritt, who is the managing director at the Atlanta Tech Village. And then um, one of my LinkedIn friends and connection, Isabella Bedoya, who lives in Greenville, South Carolina. She drove in for the event, but she runs a company called marketingpros.ai and that her company is focused on helping professionals really understand how to leverage AI tools that are going to help them with their business. So they, we had a, about a 40 minute panel conversation with Q and a, 
Um, and then the last 30 minutes was just everybody more schmoozing, more, more eating, more drinking, everybody filing out and uh, having a, a great time. So the conversation was great. People, uh, we had a photo booth there, which was super, super fun. So it was a combination kind of like networking party with a little bit of uh, educational component to it. So was this something that met your expectations? Were you kind of blown away or was it something that you were like, well, we should be doing this more regularly? Like what was your kind of after you were debriefing, (laughs) what were you thinking? Uh, I was pretty blown away, I have to say. Um, I think the three of us were, you know, a tremendous amount of work went into getting, making this happen. Um, it's really hard when you're trying uh, an event for the first time to get people to commit to it. You know, there were times where I'm like, are we going to have people at this thing? Like it, it was a little stressful. We had a lot of people signing up at the last minute, which I think is just what happens generally. It's a busy time of year, which I understand. Um, but what blew me away was just the positive energy. Like people were coming up to me, coming up to Adam and Phil saying, I needed this so badly. Like, I have missed in-person networking. You know, I met so many great people. We had such a wide variety of professions. It was a really diverse group as far as like ages and the kinds of businesses people run, people from corporate, business owners. It was just really ran the gamut. Um, And a lot of people I think are ready for more. The beauty is that these events can be, uh, we don't have to have a formula for it. So we sent out a survey um, yesterday morning to get people's feedback on it of what kinds of events they'd like to see in the future. And we definitely are planning on making this a regular occurrence. Now, how regular, I'm not totally sure, but hopefully a couple of times a year. Well, congratulations on putting this together. Is this in any way, like, does LinkedIn have to bless this since you're using the name? Or is this something that they're like, hey, we're going to kind of lean into this chaos and let the local communities do what they want to do with this? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, So LinkedIn does not have to bless it. Basically, the way LinkedIn local events work is that you are allowed to use the brand property, which is awesome because a lot of times, you know, there's restrictions on being able to use the full logo. You are, LinkedIn does let you use the blue in part of their logo, but not necessarily the whole, the whole uh, brand. But for LinkedIn local events, you can use the whole brand. However, no one person or like group can own a LinkedIn local in their community, if that makes sense. So like you could tomorrow say, I'm going to do a LinkedIn local Atlanta and brand it however you want to brand it and run your own event. Hopefully within a city, they wouldn't want to kind of (laughs) co-op the brand and have a bunch of people running it. But that's the way it works from LinkedIn is like, no, I can't own LinkedIn local Atlanta. Um, nobody can own that in their city well um congratulations on pulling that off um if somebody wants to learn more um and get involved with linkedin local in the future or get involved and learn more about your service offering uh what is the coordinates the best place to uh, connect with me is on linkedin which should be a (laughs) (laughs) no-brainer i'm on there all the time um i like to say that Most people don't have to spend, you know, hours on LinkedIn, but 
I do because it's my business. So feel free, please reach out to me um, and connect with me. I just ask, it just helps me know where people are coming from. If you pop in the message, Business Radio X, and then I know you listen to the show, but I'm very happy to connect with anybody. We also have a LinkedIn Local Atlanta um, company page. So you can search LinkedIn Local Atlanta and we'll find the LinkedIn page for that, um, for the brand. So you can follow that. And, you know, we will, we pushed a lot of content out through the company page to promote this event. And I, we have so many people's posts who've been sharing their experience on there. So we've got a lot of more stuff to come. And then if somebody wants to connect with you and maybe optimize their LinkedIn for their business or themselves, what's a website for that? Um, connect the dots digital.com or again, just reach out to me via LinkedIn and I'd be happy to talk to, to you about helping an individual with their profile or training your team so that everybody's looking great and making LinkedIn work for them. Well, again, congratulations on all the success and uh, thank you so much for doing what you do. Uh, It's important work and we appreciate you. Thank you so much. It's been great being here. And um, I'd like to connect with you to see if we can support your efforts and maybe promote uh, future events or promote your work uh, about LinkedIn, because I think it's important for people to know and to, to do it right with the right people. Fantastic. Well, I will find you on LinkedIn and send you a connection request, and then we can be connected. All right. Well, thank you again. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you next time on Atlanta Business Radio.